0: You're listening to the Fly Guy Show. They do everything on the fly and in such a fly manner. Stay tuned for economic uplift. It's all about the money. Stay fly. Stay fly. Stay fly. Stay fly. Stay fly. After all that stay fly. Stay fly. Stay fly. Stay fly. Stay fly. I'm gonna do three things real quick, and I'm gonna be, I'm honor the bees. I'm going to try to be bold. I'm try to be brilliant, and I will be gone. Into that. So before we get started, I want you to think about this because it's very important. All of us work with people all the time. I know we got a lot of my political friends in here, but you never want to be the smartest person in the room, and you never want to come across as being the smartest person in the room. And so, brother, you know this little story. One time, it's about this plane. A pilot. There were three people on the plane with the pilot. There's a boy scout. There's a professor, and there's a priest. And so, all of a sudden, they we're having plane trouble. The plane starts going down. pilot runs back where the three passengers were. and said, look, guys, I'm recently married. i got some young kids. There are only three Persians. It's four of us. I'm taking one, and I'm out. <laughs> so then the uh, professor says, hey, look, I'm the smartest guy in the world. i got a lot of people to touch, a lot of people to say, I'm going to take this person, and I'm gone. So... That's smartest man in the world, takes each jumps. So the priest looks at the boy scout, and he goes, I've lived a long life, I've healed a lot of people, I've taken care of a lot of folks, there's only one person left, so you're young, you got a lot of bright picture, and you take the person. The boy scout looked at the priest and said, Father, you're the smartest man in the world, he took my backpack, so we okay. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful when you say that you everything. All right? So, look, real quick this evening, I'm just going to try to hit you on know, three quick things. And I know you guys got a big election on Tuesday. Yeah. Good luck to folks who are running. I know also Virginia Beach has a big decision about Casino Warren on Tuesday. So, you're not going to remember half of what I talk about here we got to a lot of time. So I'm just going to talk on three words that I'm hopeful that you take something away from this. Take them nugget away. I want to challenge you a little bit. I'm going to push you a little bit, but take, take some heat to it. I'm going to talk about persistence. I'm going to talk about excellence, young folks in the room. And I'm going to talk about leadership, young folks and old folks in the room. Persistence, first word. Think about the definition of persistence, dog and determination, don't give up, fight every day. The NAACP founded in 1909 by a mixed group of folks, they informed this to fight against lynching. folks in the deep side, in hunk from trees, they fought every day, a lot of these folks didn't have college degrees, they don't have the internet, they didn't have any opportunities that we have today. They persist. They kept fighting. They kept going. They woke up every day saying, I got to do better. I may have no education, but little Johnny's going to get an education. I may not know how to pronunciate words correctly, but Mary, she's going to know how to do it. She's going to do it better than me. We as a people, African Americans in this room, we've always had a history of fighting. Persistence. Dogged determination. Don't stop, regardless of what it is. And I can tell you, every day is a battle, and you're gonna find somebody in your way that's gonna try to knock your head up. You're gonna find somebody in your way that wants you to go forward. Young folks, don't stop. Don't give up. You keep fighting. Two thousand and three. I'm working here at Virginia Beach. I get a phone call. Never forget it as long as I I'm in my office. It's my mother. I'm a single child. So yeah, what's going on? She goes, Al, you're not gonna believe this. Went back to the doctor today, and they said they misdiagnosed what happened, and I do have cancer. Worst phone call anybody could ever receive. I'm only child. I told my mom. We will fight. Let's go. Let's go get it. And we fought five years. She fought five years. I was there every treatment. I was her advocate. I fought for her. Listen to her. I did her eulogy when she passed. You gotta fight. There's no excuses. Persistence is big, but what goes with persistence is your attitude. You gotta be positive every single day. Because everybody out there is not 40. The majority are 40. But somebody is gonna make a tough one. The road's not straight, it's crooked. So, young, young guys, young ladies, you gotta listen. You gotta take heed. Listen to your parents, listen to your guardian. But keep fighting. So, I'll tell you a quick story about attitude. Two ago, young boys go to see their uncle, ride the pony. And the uncle said, When you're not going to ride the pony, you got work to do. And when you get the work done, then you're going to ride the pony. So the one little okay. brother, you know how we are. Ah, uh, that uncle, I don't even know why I came to see him. Yeah. <laughs> he whining. want to go back to see mommy. I'm ready to go see my mother. <laughs> He's crying, whining. He goes to the corner. The other little brother, he starts singing. He's happy. He gets to show because he had to go and scoop the manure. So he's like, "Hey, I love this. This is great. His brother said, well, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Attitude now. The brother said, all this manure has got to be a pony in there somewhere. <laughs> take the shortcut. No one who's done anything like has got there to take the shortcut. That's worth it. And some of us will take the shortcut. You get there, but always in the morning, right? So excellence is really important. And I will say to all of us in this room, every day got to work at what makes you different. What makes you special. Young folks, you're going to be competing with folks in India, and China, and Brazil, as well as your schoolmate right here in Virginia Beach. you got to be different. you got to be special. I tell folks, what's your Nike swoosh? Well, now I live in Baltimore. Corporate Headquarters of Under Armour. What's your Under Armour logo? Why should I hire you? What are you going to bring me to make you, make you a little bit different? All of us in this room, we should wake up every morning because a good creator allows us to wake up and then every day go to achieve excellence. Don't just live your life to be average, ordinary. average, Excellence is what we're for for. The creator gave us his best when he prayed us. <laughs> Uh, former basketball coach, coached at Winston-Salem State University, Big House Indians. You probably know him, Coach Big House Indians. Yeah. Coached for 47 years at Winston-Salem State. With over 800 wins. At one point, he was in the top four winningest coaches of all times. Probably his best player, a girl who threw him on Jesus. Those are those ones that have Y'all guys. No Google, check out. <laughs> but what, what Coach Gaines said about excellence, he had four keys to win. He said plan purposefully, prepare prayerfully, proceed positively, and pursue persistently. That's that word, persistence You have to prepare. Pre- preparation is very important. However, it's work with evidence. So you can be prepared, young folks, but then you gotta go home. See, once you get that high school diploma or that college degree, then you gotta go get it. You gotta go do it. That paper is great, but then you gotta perform. Go folks who work like me every day, you can't just show up. <laughs> Don't work. <laughs> you gotta go. <laughs> Exceptional performance, young folks, old folks, perform. We have to be excellent every day. Last point I'll, I'll, I'll mention, and this one to me is one we got to really focus on: leadership. And all due respect for all the folks running the office, dedicated days a you back there, great guy. Thanks for being here tonight. I really believe that in this country right now, we got a real leadership issue, and. We have to do what we can, we have a leadership gap, <laughs> we got to figure out as Americans, and I say Americans, how do we attract the best and the brightest to leadership, especially when we talk about leadership, public service, how do we attract, attract the best and the brightest? Leadership is really key, I do a lot of reading about leaders, different leaders, because I want to learn from them. How do I get great? How do I get better? And one of the leaders I look at is a guy named Coach Wu, I'm a big sports guy. So John Wooden, who coached UCLA years ago. 10 out of 12 years he coached, he got 10 national championships. So he talks about leadership in his book. And he says that, look, when you as a leader, you need to live as if you're going to die tomorrow. But learn as though you live forever. All of us in this room, we got to get up every day and go get it. Don't take any day for granted. Because you might not it the next day. So as a leader, you want to lead that way. And you also want to be a lifetime learner.
1: I don't care if you're
0: 35, 55, 75. You got to learn every day. 15, learn. You don't know it all. That you know very little. You need to listen. We have to learn. In fact, Bishop uh, Franklin said a man died at 25 but he wasn't buried until he was 75. <laughs> <laughs> How many of us know people like that? Because they stop learning. You start learning the game's over. It's very important to have that kind of leadership skill with you. Now I'll tell you this last story about leadership As John Boone and he was very close to his father. He thought his dad was the best leader ever. And they grew up in rural America, in Indiana, farmers. One hot summer day, his dad was looking at this young 20-year-old farmer trying to pull these two proud horses out of the ground pit. Couldn't get them out. But being young and ambitious, the 20 year old was pulling the reins, pulling the bridle, fussing at the horses, come on, yelling at them, screaming at them like some leaders do. Laugh, come on. Horses wouldn't move. He got tired of it. So John Moon's dad went over to the young farm and says, "Can to get the reins Got the two reins from the young farm. He held the reins, he got between the two, and plowed. Starts whispering in the ear of each horse. He barely hear it. Then he starts rubbing the bride of the horse. Then he takes the reins and he goes in front of the horses. Then he whistles. The two big plow horses get out of the ground. The message there is, as leaders, sometimes being gentle is better than being loud. our tone, does tone matter? Absolutely tone matters. The way we communicate with each other, does that matter? Absolutely. As a leader, it doesn't matter about raising up voices, trying to talk loud, embarrassing people, or talking down to people. Picking winners and losers. Leadership is bigger than that. I will tell you a lot of times now we go to bed at night and we hit the when we go to bed at night now in 2017. Someone has been waking up, we don't know what to expect. And I know some folks, not all, but some feel that we have a really, really tough point in our life. I had seen it like this The worst thing we've ever seen as a country. And then I say to myself, we overcame slavery, yeah. the Great Depression, Jim Crow, oh, yeah. the deaths of President John F. Kennedy, in 63, yeah. Malcolm X, in 64, Dr. King, April of 68, Bobby Kennedy, June of 68. Civil rights movement, and now we're here where we are today. And everybody has a different perspective on what uh, went back place. In fact, we're upside down. So we may say, and young folks may say, they never seen all this stuff. What's next? And those who've seen it, because I know I have a lot of my senior folks here who've seen it, can it get any worse? Should we give up? Should we quit? And I'm here tonight to remind everyone that we need to think about folks before us and think about the whispers in your ear that they will say to you when you said, I'm I'm stopped. So you need to remind yourself that hurry you and tell her, she will say, Lord, I'm going to hold steady on you, you've got to see me through. Fanny Hamer will say, if you ain't going to speak out on anything. And nobody gonna speak out for you. Dr. King would say, I have decided, I have decided to stick with love. Hate is too great a purpose to make. Yeah. See, Mayor Evers would whisper in our ear, you can kill a man, but you can't kill an idea. Paul Robeson, he would whisper, I come to sin, but as a citizen, I will always speak peace. Rosa Parks, she would whisper, fight for respect. Sometimes you deserve to see James Baldwin would say, go tell him now." the mountain. Miles Davis would say, straight no chasing, fight for justice. Don Hutchinson, that's my mom. She would say, boy, I invested too much in you for you to stop down. Within their progress, we gotta move forward. Start now. The sun, the sun comes up in the morning. It's going to get better. But we're going to think on positive thoughts for us to progress. So, in closing, I was trying to think, how, how do I close this out if we just need a strong message about where we are as a country? But really, where we are as people, because we have more in common with each other than we have a difference. And I would say to you, Go buy this book, I Just Ordered, I'm Way Before the Cock. Bobby Kennedy, The Rage of Spirit, by Chris Matthews. talks about Bobby Kennedy. He may be the last politician that was able to bring working class white folks working class black folks together. Bobby Kennedy, the night Dr. King was assassinated, April 4, 1968. Bobby was in Indianapolis, campaign to become the next president of the United States. In the ghetto in Indianapolis, he said, I need to go tell these folks what just happened. The chief of police, police department said, the We can't protect you. If you do that, we can't promise you that you know you're safe. This is all I gotta do. So he goes out calmly, and you need to look at it on YouTube. one best speeches I've ever seen in my life. And what he said that night to this crowd, he quoted his brief point, Asperis. And Bobby Kennedy said, this is quote back Asperis, the brief point. even in our sleep, pain which cannot forget falls drop by drop upon the heart. Until now, in our own despair against our will, comes wisdom the awful grace of God. Bobby goes further and says, what we need in the United States is not division. What we need in the United States is not hatred. What we need in the United States is not violence and lawlessness, but love and wisdom and compassion toward one another. A feeling of justice to those who still suffer in our country. Whether they be black or whether they be for one. And in 2017, those words echo just as much now as they did in 1968. So I will just say to you, war is not the answer. Love can comprehend. Talk to me so you can see what's going on. They fly. They fly. they fly. they fly. They fly. Award-winning producer Raheem Shabazz yeah. continues the Elementary Genocide documentary series with the School to Prison yeah. Pipeline. That film exposes the social engineering done to African American children yeah. in the school system. And his other film, Elementary Genocide Two: yeah. The Board of Education versus the Board of Incarceration, takes an even deeper look yeah. at the history of the American school system and how it was made to justify yeah. subjugating Black Americans. These films are on track to be the most discussed films in black America. These films feature people like Dr. Boyce Watkins, Dr. Francis Kretz-Welsing, and many, many more. The documentary is available right now at elementarygenocide.com. That's elementarygenocide.com. Okay, it's in the bag. That's right. The Fly Guys is a Positive Vibes Incorporated production. Thank you for listening. Peace and prosperity. Route. No, seriously, route. Peace. Salute. Abarigani.